0: Movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters. Head cannon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better. So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning. It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon. 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 Head cannon. Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, Mr. Josh Halterman is with us tonight, how are you doing? I'm doing great, how are you guys doing today? Good. Oh, good, good. Good, it's good to see you, man. We were chatting a little bit before this, before we started recording, and so we know you from high school, we've known you for a number of years now, and you were an educator for a long time, right?
1: Yeah, that's right, I taught uh, U.S. history for most of that, for about 16, 17 years. Nice. Uh, middle school in like New York City, and North Carolina and the Deep South, which was interesting, and also in Bloomington, Indiana, where we grew up, yeah.
0: Nice, nice. And then, and so currently you're a cannabis farmer, is that, is that <laughs> this, fair to say?
2: <laughs> this, this is correct, yeah, this is fair to say. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, with uh, COVID and all kinds of other things happening, I uh, decided it was time to make a change, and, uh, you know, America's changing in a lot of pretty fascinating ways, and so, yeah, yeah now I, uh, I grow cannabis for people, because, you know, um, if there's one thing that there's never a shortage of demand for it's cannabis, especially as times get bad, people just seem to want our product more.
2: Right. <laughs> do you think you'll,
1: do you think you'll come up with like a, um, a COVID themed strain? Oh man, we've got all kinds of things
3: <laughs> like in the works. Right? Or oh, you, you wouldn't yeah. believe we have so many of them in the works, man. I mean, I don't want to give away any, you know, trademark names <laughs> or anything, but we have a whole political
1: line. Oh, uh, really? you know, we were going to do like a, uh, you know, like a, 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 a white Russian, uh, crossed with a certain type of Kush to make a Jared Kushner. So, I mean, <laughs>
2: right, so there's, there's, there's ones We're going
1: for, you know, or we have like an RBG we're, we're, we're cooking off right now that we're oh, thinking about good. stuff. You know, there's, you know, it's one of those ones that just gets better with age. You know what I mean? Like, oh. <laughs> no, we joke all the time about strains we'd like to make, uh, just does like, funny things because I mean, really, like you don't get to decide the names. The names are kind of part of the industry stuff. Right. Uh, oh, okay. We, we joke about it a lot, though, you know, because yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't hilarious. know if it really comes up with these names, but um, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> you know. I mean, now I'm curious yeah. if there are any because I feel like I've read a lot about how scientists will when they discover like a new dung beetle or they discover like what they'll name it after a celebrity they respect or they enjoy or something so now i'm like wondering if there are strains of cannabis well who, yeah okay. Like, okay
1: well i mean this is true because you know people travel like all over the world to try and find and cultivate different strains of cannabis you know depending on whether it's an indica or sativa and then when they cross things and make hybrids and all of these other types of things that come out of these eventually, you know, people can claim to sort of make new strains or, you know, they kind of pilot a strain and if it catches on, then yeah, people, people get into it. Usually though, a lot of the stuff nowadays, and I mean, I'm not, i like, I'm not an expert by any means, but, uh, it seems like nowadays a lot of stuff is just hybrids of other stuff that people love. So if people really loved, you know, like, some kind of, you know, OG Kush and some kind of bubblegum thing. They'll just make a bubblegum cushion and people love that kind of shit. Right. So really it's just about taking two things people love and try to make it together it's like, bigger.
0: It's like dogs. You know, people... It's like all the designer dogs, right? Like crushing together. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it kind of the industry joke is we call them bangers. It's like people just want more bangers, like bigger bangers, like all the time. That's all people want. You know, I mean, a lot of the older people, like a lot of the, you know, like older, you know, weed heads from back in the day, they, they, they care more about, like, flavor and variety because, to them, they're not just doing it to get really, really high. But then you go on YouTube and you see these guys who will smoke, like, five grams of, like, the oil that we make. And we're like, that was, you know, it was like $60 he just burned up in a half second. Right. Like, that's insane. Like, what kind of moron does
0: that? Right, why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that shit would kill me, man. I'm getting to be old. I mean, even even now, like, I'm,
2: I'm drinking black tea thinking, like, it's almost seven. Like, we need to get this thing going.
0: Dude, and that makes so me like, worried. I was like, I hope I don't seem like too tired for this thing tonight. No, no, you're good, you're good. And, and that's no, why like, I had to ask you if we could edit stuff out. I was like,
3: I'm sure I'm gonna say some dumb shit on this, so <laughs> good. Okay.
0: we'll absolutely edit it out. So, but no, that's my it,
3: favorite part is just, I love saying well, dumb shit on this thing, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and I'll kind of throw on there too, um, just because you know, we're talking about our, our history of knowing each other and everything else. And I mean, I knew you guys not only from school, but your comedy stuff that you used to do with like the Cleese and Virgil stuff, which was great, and uh, just. You know, we did, you guys did that other podcast. Um, that was the what, what was that just dangerous, dangerous explosion? explosion? Yeah, yeah, you were one of our first guests, I think. <laughs> well, we did that. We did that hilarious John
0: Mellencamp one, which I yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah I to this about. That
0: was enjoyable. Yeah, fuck um, John Mellencamp.
2: I will say, like, um, <laughs> since I was a
1: real little kid, like, movies have always been like my main hobby, like of any other hobby. I mean, I've always been into photography and video games and board games and teaching and all kinds of other stuff, but. I mean, going all the way back to watching, you know, like I can remember climbing at the age of like five, like peeking over the back of the station wagon at the drive-in and watching parts of like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, and being like, "Oh my God, what am I watching?" And my mom would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?"
0: You know. So wait, <laughs> so like, wait, wait. I'm sorry. So wait. Uh, so there are two scenarios here, and the so so either. You were in the backseat and they told you just to keep your head down and watch the movie, which is funny. They thought or... sleeping, is the thing. Oh, they thought you were Okay. I, uh, I, I thought and, maybe you were of
1: like. Of course, you know, when you peek over is like right when Johnny Depp goes into the bed and the blood waterfall <laughs> comes out. Like... So you're traumatized for your whole life. Right. You know, and your mother's like, what
0: is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> no, see, I was I <laughs> was you was imagining... looking at her and be like,
1: what's wrong with you? Why'd you bring a child to this? <laughs> but, you know, I, I was born in 1982. So I feel like when I was a kid, you know. The sort of B horror kind of movie, like that this movie, The Reanimator, very much is. Mm. Um, this was kind of like the peak of that was in the eighties, and so you know I always really loved movies. I I thought about going into cinematography and film in college, but I mean to be honest with you, it was just so expensive and competitive to be in cinematography that I just didn't have. I didn't have the drive for that. Cause I knew I had talked to guys who were like, I've been doing it six years and I've been sleeping on my friend's couch the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I can't do that. Right. So I'll be that's kind of when I got into history, but I, you know, I, I'd managed video stores and worked in, you know, movie theaters, uh, and, and, you know, watched thousands of movies, man. So mm. horror movies have always been one of my favorites, uh, and sci-fi. I mean, we talked about tons of movies. we were potentially going to do like, uh, Slither, you know, because James Gunn just had that, uh, you know, great um, Suicide, Suicide Squad stuff yeah. that came out. Or we talked about doing Event Horizon, which is a
0: fucking yeah, great. I love, movie. I love, I both those movies. Love yeah. But you got, but you guys had seen those, so the more I talked with Corey, the more I
1: was like, Do you guys know the Reanimator? Because it's definitely in my top like three favorites. And he's like, uh, Neither of us have seen it. So I was like, That's what we got to do. So <laughs> before we, I mean, even really get into the movie, I just want to know, like, what did you guys think of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it.
0: Yeah. That was, I, yeah, I, I gotta say it's, it's, it's up there as one of my favorite horror movies. I, 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 yeah, I thought it was great. I, I was, I expected to like it. I don't know if I expected to enjoy it as much as I did. I thought it was fantastic. So. I
1: mean, it kind of falls in that masterpiece category for me because I feel like it came at a time when that style of movie had been out for long enough, but it was also kind of waning in popularity. Like, Did you guys do any research on the
0: backstory of this movie? A little bit. A little bit, yeah.
1: Okay, so this guy Brian Usna or whatever, who they mentioned in the beginning, I kind of read that he was super fascinated in the H.P. Lovecraft stuff, Mm -hmm. and he was trying to get it shopped out as like a television series where it was supposed to be like a nine-part or 13-part series right? where he was trying to get all these people to do this, and he was going to Japan, and he was trying to work all this stuff out. I mean, I kind of just read this you know, yeah. the
0: other well, day. I think you wanted to do it, do it as a stage play at one point, too.
1: Yeah, I think that was part of it also. And it kind of mm-hmm. morphed into this thing where they were like, you have like four good
2: episodes. Why don't you just make a movie out of that? Right. And then it sort of turned into this movie. But when they first premiered the movie,
1: it was rated X. It was supposed to be rated X. You, I mean, are you surprised? Right, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. because I mean, I'm assuming you guys probably saw
1: the full version because from what I read... Initially, when they wanted to release it as is, which is probably the version you saw, it's the version I have a copy of. They were going to rate it X, so in order to make it rated R, they removed a bunch of scenes and yeah. changed a bunch of scenes, like slightly, to take out some of the more like stomach-turningly <laughs> horrible stuff. Well, it <laughs> really I, comes out of left field. The, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you want to take a guess at what some of those scenes were? Well, I don't know. I, I watched. I watched
0: a version I found on YouTube that I Me think, too. I think had some of the cut scenes put back in because it was about 20 minutes longer than than the theatrical release.
3: Because I had heard some of those scenes where um, Dr. Hall, or Hill, is it? Hill. Is hypnotizing um, the dean but they took those out, I think, for the theatrical release. When he's making, like the zombie lord or whatever, in a way.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, I don't. We can't. I don't know if we want to get into the science behind the whole zombie lord thing. <laughs> um, no, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> the way, the way that uh, what's his name? Um,
1: not uh, not Halsey, but uh, is Hill? it Dr. Hill. Hill. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Hill. The way he sort of becomes a zombie, you know, a headless zombie, but. I yeah. guess because he got the serum quickly. I know we're jumping all over the place. This is not like it's fine. really good. It's, movie, fine. You know? it's fine. People who listen to this will be like, what the fuck are they talking about? But he gets the serum like real quick. So I guess he maintains more of his like his humanity, I guess. Yeah. And then because he's a doctor and he can give them the old flame to the, the noggin, then, the, then they listen to him. The, and that part, I don't quite know how that right. connects. The laser but
0: lobotomy. That's one of those
1: yeah, that was you know, weird. But he, he gives them the old burn treatment yeah. to the temple, and then they just listen to him. You
2: know, right. he's like, "Go do this," and they're like, "Cool,"
1: because they're lobotomized, right? I guess right. a lobotomized zombie is different from a regular zombie. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't think there was a difference. But. <laughs> no, there's a
0: little because like, there's because there's. I mean, there's one conceit in this movie with the with the reanimator juice, and like that's that's a fun concept. And then, but then there is this also, like, also another, like, his powers of hypnosis and mine. You know, with, I, th- I feel like with most movies, there's like one uh, conceit that's, that's like a hyper reality, something that's, that's not real, that doesn't exist. But this movie almost, it, it, they're like two separate conceits. And you're like, wait, so this is a world in which, A, There's this reanimator juice, but then also this guy has these like random hypnosis powers, you know? Well, I mean, I don't know
1: though, man, because I feel like there's maybe like five different movies coming together here. (laughs) Because as we briefly mentioned, and I didn't want to jump the ship on this, but there's also like a dash of Animal House in there where. (laughs) You know, uh, the the kid's sleeping with, like, Halsey's daughter. And they're just like, you better watch out sleeping with the daughter like that, you know? So you're like, oh, there's this Dean thing. <laughs> and then they sort of turn that animal house thing into the cat scene. I mean, we got to talk about the cat scene, right? Yeah, like, the cat this, scene. Is, this is the scene where I feel like anybody who watches this movie is kind of like watching it like, okay, this is a horror movie I'm watching. Okay, I don't know quite what to think about this. And then it gets to the cat scene and you're just like kind of cracking up. But at the same time, like, this is
3: terrible, but I can't stop laughing. at this shit. But you know what, though? The actors are, are just great. It's just really good acting, to be quite honest. They, yeah. But they're acting the parts of those B-movie, old style 80s horror movie things. Oh, And man. it's like, you know, they get it. They're not there for like the paycheck. They're like invested in it. They do a great job. Right. Well, because if you strapped like,
1: you know, a cat to my back and told me to like run around like it was attacking me, I would look at you like, this is going to look like shit. But you're right. Those guys, they're just there for it. They're like, yeah, "Yeah,
3: let's do this. Like, it's really fucking biting his neck (laughs) up. Yeah. I'm so happy you chose this movie. Um, West is like my favorite movie character right now. Right now. He's
0: great. He's great. What's that guy's name? Uh, Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't show up in a ton of
1: stuff. Um, I do remember him also from, there was this movie, uh, The Frighteners, that Michael J. Fox was in. Right. Peter Jackson, um, right?
2: Uh, kind of in the mid-90s
1: uh, or early 90s. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But
1: um, he he doesn't show up in a lot of stuff. He he did um, a sequel to this movie. I think there was maybe two sequels to this movie even, yeah. and he was in those. But um, you don't you don't see Jeffrey Combs in a lot of stuff. He's fucking weird though. Yeah. He's a weird guy, and he just like in this his weirdness just works so great because, I mean, he's just all about the science. You know, he just mm. even when like someone's literally been torn to pieces and he's laying in a bloody heap he's like give me the give me the book let me write down like the findings <laughs> and he's like are you fucking kidding me that was my friend
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's just all about the science
1: you know even at the very end when and again i know that there's no order to what we're talking about here because it's just such a madcap like you know sort of rubber horror movie but um at the end when the the how to describe this when the intestines explode out of the guy like tentacles right. and wrap around him. So we saw the same movie. Because yeah. I think this was one of the things they took out too, because it was just so horrifying. And we'll get to the other thing here in a minute, which I think you know what I'm I
2: alluding probably, to. But probably, when, the, yeah. when the intestines grab him and they're pulling him to his death, he's still like, get my research. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here with the And
3: He expertly tosses that duffel bag. Yeah. Oh my that guy, he
2: deserves that Nobel Prize. Like, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? He
3: is not fucking around with that research at all. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because he gets so angry at, um, at Hill mm-hmm. in, in the beginning when he's like, the brain dies after six minutes. Like, the dude, like, hulks out. Like, no, it does not! He's <laughs> <Right. laughs> so angry. It's like, because his research is based on, like, something Indiana Jones would find in a cave or something, you know? Well, but this is this is the thing. You know,
1: Dr. Hill, as, a, you know, and again, I don't... It's it's hard to know if you watch it on YouTube. Because what I read was, originally, when the movie came out and was rated as X, they altered it for theatrical shows, and it was so abysmally received, and people hated it so much... That it got pulled, so so the movie like kind of got shelved and wasn't sold publicly for like eight or ten years or some craziness, until some guy got a hold of a copy and he put the old pieces back in. And when people saw it, they were like, "This movie kicks ass!" And then they released it, you know, on DVD and VHS and stuff, um, which is like what the copies that everybody sees now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was a whole thing in the movie where they kind of explain how Professor Hill's research is all like a sham. Like, right. he plagiarizes everything. He's like a fucking liar. He steals everything from other people. This is why Herbert West does not waste a second in decapitating him.
2: Right. <laughs> right.
1: in the most brutal fashion with a shovel.
0: Right, yeah. yeah. He just sneaks up behind him. I feel like I'm talking too much. I want to hear your thoughts on some of these
1: great scenes because I just wrote these down because I want to hear like what your thoughts were when he's just like, oh, what do you think of my research? And then immediately just like cuts
3: the guy's head off. And you're like, whoa, okay. And then he did, he, just, did he do that like, with the- Get that fresh research? Like, right. <laughs> Is that why he did it, you
1: think? well i mean i don't know i think really he
3: was worried about his research first and then he was like oh well you know (laughs) dual purpose well and and
0: also like hill had him under mind control too though right so he that was like freeing himself from the mind control because because hill made him like hand over all his research I, maybe it's a different version, but like Hill hypnotizes West and he's <laughs> oh, like, give me are, all your no, research. Oh, no, that's not oh, the one I I saw that too, Corey. No, okay, so like in the beginning of the movie,
1: Hill is like the head of the professor at the university. He's like one of the highest professors. Yeah. But he's a psych professor and all
0: of his theories are bullshit. Yeah.
1: And he does routine lobotomies on people like all the time. <laughs> okay he does them all the time with the blowtorch did, did you was this part of the
0: movie yeah with the yeah, he with the with yeah.
1: And, he, and then he sticks
2: the q-tip in there and
1: yeah. stuff that was gross yeah yeah super gross they do all kinds of great gross stuff like that you know <laughs> um but yeah so then it isn't until professor hill dies and becomes a zombie well no that's not true before he becomes a zombie he's kind of
0: messing with the dean like when right. the dean gets it and with the so let me ask you let me ask you this in the version you yeah. watch is there a scene where he like mind controls the dean about his daughter As, well yeah but the dean's a zombie well no 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 so this is so the version i watched early in the movie they're at dinner so like hill is having dinner at halsey's house have you seen this scene
1: okay, yeah, no, but they're just talking,
0: Max uh, on his daughter. Max on his daughter yeah, is creepy. Yeah, daughter and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. This scene so, happens right
3: after they leave.
0: Yeah, well, but so, but oh. so in the, in the version I saw, he's like, it like closes up, there's a close-up of Hill's face it's like real distorted. And he's obviously hypnotizing the Dean. And he's like, he's like, that boy is a bad influence on your daughter. He's a well, danger. I mean,
1: the way I kind of saw it in the movie, I haven't, I mean, I, I have to go now. now I now have to go watch the other one. I'll have to track <laughs> down the one you have. Send me the link of it. Cause I want to see okay. it now. All right. um, because yeah, like in the one, I mean, you just kind of get the sense that they're both close friends and it's really nasty that Hill wants to get with Halsey's daughter. Cause she's obviously super young right. and should not be with him. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, they're just like friends eating dinner. And then later when Dean Halsey gets it, when he gets bitten, well, when he gets crushed by the door from the gorilla sized, like zombie that like knocks the door over and just smashes him. Right. You know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger's,
0: um, Stunt double, but yeah, right. Who they get with the bone
1: saw through the heart? I mean, again, if anybody's listening to this podcast and hasn't seen this movie, they just need to because everything we're talking about is so absurd. But it's like the greatest—it's so assemblage absurd shit. It's like. A whole movie of shark jumpings uh, from start <laughs> to finish.
2: You know, it's like works. when something jumps the shark, and you're like,
1: whoa, okay, I didn't see that coming. That was pretty <laughs> This movie is just that. Like, after the cat scene, it's just
2: shark jumps till the end. <laughs> <laughs> and, then,
1: and then it's like, which, because the whole movie takes place in what, like a day and a half? It's so, like, it's not much time. The whole movie's yeah. like two days. Like, yeah. Yeah. West moves in. The next day, there's some trouble with the cat. They, like, go to the hospital. And by the end of that, Kate, like, his girlfriend's dead. Everything's fucked. Like <laughs> well,
3: it all goes down real fast. Like yeah. it's,
1: it's,
3: the movie wastes no time. Like it's yeah. literally like a two three day or two. Well, like the movie opens up in Sweden, right? Where he's where West is like is is like graduating or something, and like he's like has killed his his, his professor. Yeah, well, his head's like exploding or whatever, and his yeah.
1: eyeballs blow up.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> which I guess is another thing that happens if you take too much of the juice. <laughs> too, yeah. or, well, did
0: you guys or two. did you did you catch the name of the doctor that dies in that first scene? You
1: know, I, I do remember it being a call. Uh, out. I know. What was it again?
0: Brent? Hans Gruber. Yeah, doc, doc, Dr. Oh, Hans, Hans Gruber. Gruber. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, Doctor. I, I was like, wait a goddamn minute. you know. But <laughs> Die Hard came out after this movie. So if anything, yep. Die Hard ripped this off. So. <laughs> they ripped this off. Yeah, this was from, like, 85? Yeah, 85, yeah. And, 85, yeah. yeah. Okay, so- that name sounds like
3: a company that would make, like, tinned meats or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Little Swedish oh, Swedish fisherman little boy on the side. Right, like
0: Han, Hans Gruber powdered cow. Like powdered yeah. beef. <laughs> Jeez.
1: <laughs> Hans Gruber jelly heels. <laughs> <laughs> Something you really just don't want. Right. Oh man. So so yeah, I mean in the movie, you know, in the one that I have the original sort of version, um it isn't until Dr. Halsey is killed And then brought back and is like a rambling fool, you know, when the the guards show up and I don't want to, you know, and again, I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but I love the secretary who's in charge of like the morgue. The secretary lady, she's in there for only a second. She just has this great 80s look to her with like the perm. And she's just like, I don't know, Mr. Halls. Like the way she's like, I don't know what's going on. And then when. Dr. Halsey's daughter or Dean Halsey's daughter tries to like intervene. She like grabs her by the throat and arm like all viciously. (laughs) And I'm just like, whoa, that is like an 80s hospital secretary, like manhandling if I've ever seen one. (laughs) But I mean, it's, it's just this weird thing I was noticing. But anyway, they go in and they take Dean Halsey back to Dr. Hill's like office. And then there's a series of scenes Where he's got him in a padded room and he's kind of experimenting on him and he's like doing his head. And that's when he like hypnotizes him and he's kind of getting him to do his bidding because he's like a fried
0: zombie. I I think there's in the version that Brent and I watched, I think it's made much more. Maybe it's a combination. Well, there's a there's a there's like it's made very clear that he has powers of hypnosis outside of the lobotomy like he he'll, he'll he likes look he does it to halsey and west where he like looks into their eyes and hypnotizes that's
2: interesting. them
0: yeah
1: no and
3: that's and it gets real fuzzy around the edges of the screen yeah I'll have to go back and look
1: it's at sure that that's fun. that's cool too because that's to me that's very lovecraftian yeah so i don't have an issue with that being there but i also wonder if maybe you guys watched the theatrical cut with the other stuff added and maybe the original cut was like since it was rated x they cut some stuff and then it was too short, so they had to punch it up with something else. Right. So they were like, Well, we can get this actor back for like a day of reshoots where we just fuzz out his head <laughs> and make him hypnotize people. Cause you know, I mean, the the truth is too, I mean, and you were saying this earlier, Brent, like the acting is just great. I mean, all the actors in it are really like, I think, given everything they got. Like, but sometimes you look around and like I noticed in the credits, they literally think like the Philadelphia morgue or something like they're literally filming in people's basements where they just like hang some stuff on the wall. It's like when they're, I mean, they're not really on sets. I don't think in real studios, this movie was made for like nothing, you know, yeah. but, but at the time too, it had like, I think three times the budget or four times the budget of like evil dead. Mm-hmm. So it was considered like a big budget B gore movie, right. but it just fell into this really weird sweet spot where it was like, too heavily budgeted to ever be a success and too strange and gory for people to ever really be into. But it's kind of a classic masterpiece in its own right, which is why like whenever I tell people a movie to watch, I'm like, you should watch that because it's fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah. It's so good. And it's funny, like trying to imagine this movie without the hip, hip, the hypnosis scenes. Cause like when he hypnotizes Halsey, that's his whole motivation for turning on Dan right? Meg's boyfriend. And like, cause, cause he, after, after he's hypnotized by Hill, he's like, you're a bad influence. Get away from my daughter, you know? And then, and yeah, then yeah. The no, same- I mean, I, I guess I, I always just God, I'm going to feel
1: super embarrassed now if this is like a huge part of the movie and I never noticed it because oh, no. I've watched this movie like hundreds of times. <laughs> it just never jumped out at me as, as as if he had powers. Yeah, I always thought that he had somehow found some lobotomy style brain thing that he was doing to make, these zombies more, like, pliable. Right. Like, because yeah. once he does, because there's, like, a whole thing later in the movie where after, you know, his head is cut off.
2: Right. <laughs> and then we have a
1: series of the most delightful <laughs> headless doctor scenes. Yeah. It's great. So I good. mean, of movie ever, you know? I mean, <laughs> and they're so... <laughs> there's so... I mean, so let me just ask, what is your favorite headless dr hill scene because there's multiple scenes that he does that are just so great but like which one for you was the one that was just like yes oh
0: man i know
3: mine right away it's where he's in the it's where he's in like the the, the little bin the little metal bin, the, pan, yeah. the head yeah the little pan and then his body is just pouring takes blood and just yeah. puts blood in the pan yeah. so that'll keep a head alive and, <laughs> and it's and itself in his dry mouth he's like
2: yeah he's yeah, enjoying it so much know.
0: and, uh, and he's just like
1: gross he's drinking it through
0: his, <laughs> his throat tubes or through, whatever through his neck veins right and I'm sitting sit, well and, and I, I'll admit like I sat there for far too long like <laughs> trying to imagine I was like because your heart is what pumps the blood through so I was like try, I was like how would that <laughs> work what are the logistics of pumping blood like would he even I be able to absorb it I think it's the I think the serum,
2: the serum. Does, it like does what it wants to keep oh, no whole, doubt. No, no, body it's absolutely alive.
3: Absolutely, the serum. There's and, no question yeah. about
2: it. Yeah.
0: Corey,
3: I thought about you a lot while I watched this movie, but not no no no. I didn't think about you specifically. I thought about your children and you laughing hysterically at, at some of these scenes. I was like, I hope you let the kids watch it. Because, oh no, wait. You know, some of like the cat scene, and then like some of those like weird like. <laughs> like the headless
0: stuff. If oh. would, would take all the, the, the boobs and the sex out, I guess maybe I don't well, know. Well, see, I I'd, I'd, I'd be are. more okay. They'd probably be more okay with some of that stuff than yeah. some of the. So so Josh, my kids are my oldest. my My son is fairly young. He's like seven. But I've got a twelve year old and uh, almost fifteen year old. And they've actually they've watched some of these movies with us that we've covered. Uh, sure, sure. This this is not a movie I invited them to watch. <laughs> But, uh, but they have watched some of the, some of the other movies with me. Well, so. I mean, you know, especially when someone
1: recommends a weird ass movie like this, that you've never seen, you don't want to just jump right, <laughs> right into right. like, with <laughs> dad." Like, you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. I mean, no, and I will say I've been, I've, you know, I haven't listened to all of them cause I'm busy, but I, I do try to listen to your podcast when I have time to, cause, uh, I listen to a lot of movie podcasts. Like I do, you know, unspooled and, uh, how did this get made and a bunch of those cause oh, nice. cause I do like that stuff. Um, but I have enjoyed this because, you know, I watch so many horror movies. I've seen like all the movies you guys have covered and, uh, you know, it's been it's been nice to listen to and kind of hear other people's takes on stuff because, you know, horror movies are funny. My son, you know, he's seven and he's, you know, his birthday is this week. He's going to be eight. But uh, oh, nice. Happy birthday to him.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. He's, he's kind of just getting to this age where, you know, he and I watch a lot of movies, but we've always watched kind of cartoon movies or, you know, I'd show him clips of like Star Wars or um, Marvel shit or whatever. But now he's kind of getting more to where he wants to see other stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of easing him into, like, suspense or action movies where I'm like, you know, it's fun because you know nobody's going to die. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, you know, they'll all come real close to dying, but none of them will actually get it. And he's like, oh, okay. But we were talking the other day about, like, horror movies and stuff because he does not, you know, I mean, he's he's eight, so he doesn't like blood. He doesn't like scary stuff, you know. He's It's like, you know, there's this natural trigger. Like, we've just watched uh, – you know the Captain America movie, the first one, and you know the Red Skull. The whole time, the kids like, Oh, that guy's that guy's evil. Like, look at that face, you know. And you're yeah. just like,
3: it's ingrained, you know. Did like, you see your kid's face too when he saw him for the like the yeah, one He's out. Just like, he's like, oh, Dad, no, yeah. like not that guy. That's cool. Um, but, but you know, we were talking about. He's just like, I don't
1: understand, like, why you like these movies or what it is about them. And I said, uh, you know, I had a professor at IU who put it this way, and I always thought it was an explanation. It's like, you know. The experience of like getting on a roller coaster, like doesn't make a lot of sense. Cause like even when you're standing in line looking at this thing, you're like, It looks scary, like it might make me throw up. Part of the fun is that like there's this excitement that maybe it'll break. Not that it really would, because right. that wouldn't be exciting. Right. Terrifying, you know? It's but there's danger. this weird part of you that's like, Ooh, like I'm in danger, even though there's no danger at all. And that's kind of what like really good horror movies do for you, is they kind of take things that um i think you come to accept as just being
3: like normal things right. and they yeah. find ways to assault those in ways that make you feel really
1: uncomfortable <laughs> so that afterwards you come away from it being like ooh, ooh like that was pretty serious like you uh you know uh you guys did that movie Mandy which we talked about yeah, uh, oh, too, yeah. because uh yeah like i you know i bought that movie a couple years back cuz right well, after, what
3: I- did you think i want to know what you think of that oh i, I thought it I was like Nicholas is, is back
0: <laughs> like Nick Gate is back. That's his movie. Oh, Nick like, Gate, yeah. Oh, it's
3: so good. it I mean, he's he's fantastic in that movie. And that movie is
1: very much like you described it. It's a weird psychedelic horror movie. So I mean, that is a type of movie that you don't come across very often. Uh but but yeah, no, I thought it was fantastic. It had great art direction and and was real uh was a real subtle movie at parts and then other parts. Was fucking absurd. Way I mean, the top, yeah. and, like the way, doesn't the title screen not come up until like an hour and 15 minutes into the oh, movie? Yeah, because well, yeah, well, right.
0: they The movie's they're, like an hour and 45
1: minutes, and yeah. you're like an hour and 10 in, and it's like, man. Yeah, man, you're like, the fuck? Well, and like... then it's just brutal, like, slaughter <laughs> for the last 45 minutes. Like, off yeah.
0: Well, because there's there's like, there's like three sections to it. So the first section is like the that's mystical right. mountains or something. And then there's a the uh, second, section. but then it's like, okay. it's, it's that third section that's titled Mandy. Yeah.
3: Where it so. just yeah, has to murder everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when, when are you releasing that one, Corey?
0: Uh, that's going to come, I actually just looked at at this. This is That's going to come out like, I think mid-October, shortly before okay. Halloween, I think.
3: You'll, you'll like that oh. guest, Josh. Yeah, he, he, he's a really cool guy. His name, his nickname on Twitter is um, Octopus Caveman. Yeah. Great. And he's an artist. He's he's pretty pretty, pretty cool dude. I think you'd like well, him. Well, yeah. I mean, to people who listen to your uh, your podcast, that would definitely be one to listen
1: to. Because Mandy is like, I mean, you know, if you're into psychedelics, it's definitely one to uh, be very careful around, yeah. honestly. Like, <laughs> I feel like that movie could break someone
2: in,
3: yeah. the, wrong, <laughs> in the wrong place. Because that's kind of a part of the movie in some ways. Yeah. It's like, I was you know, drinking my boxed wine thinking, like, this is not the right Yeah. Yeah, to <laughs> but then again you don't want like the
2: poison hornet in the neck type thing right
3: you know
0: no.
1: that's that's on a level i'm not even
0: comfortable with man right yeah, yeah never done the poison hornet I'm, I'm
1: pretty i'm pretty open-minded but you know yeah like that amazonian you know hallucinating hornet like that's
2: that's another level yeah <laughs> no that's so,
0: man let me I, see i gotta i gotta check some of these notes well, and, and, I and i think and like and just so everybody knows because I was going to announce this later in the episode, but yeah, I think we're gonna have a special, a couple special things later in October. Because you know, October is kind of the spooky month, so I think oh, Man- sure. Mandy will be a good episode for that. We're also going to re-release yeah. a- an exclusive interview we did with Doug Jones from years and years ago. Oh, uh, oh that's a good f- idea. Who was in? You know, he was in Pan's Labyrinth, and uh, he was the okay. Silver Surfer. The you know Abe Sapien from Hellboy, that guy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also uh, Josh, like two, in two days we're doing an interview with uh, Jeremy London from like mall rats. And I saw that. I saw
1: that. Yeah. That's super cool. So I think we're going to
0: put that out in October as well. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a cool thing to do to like, you know, talk about um, movies that, you know, people find like really fascinating or ones that are influential. I mean, everybody kind of like uh, contributes different things for different reasons. And Mm -hmm. uh you know, I mean, my thing, man, I've always just been real into weird stuff. <laughs> and uh, this movie just hits a real sweet spot for for me in that weird department. Because, like, you know, I mean, early on, I got real into, you know, movies like, uh, you know, Evil Dead and uh, mm-hmm. Last House on the Left. And, you know, those uh, other like really kind of cheesy, weird, you know, like Hellraisers and, and shit like that, which yeah. is, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like half of it is the silliness of it being so absurd it's like an absurdist art performance in a weird way where it's like (laughs) hey if you're yeah I mean maybe it was even a precursor and you might have to edit this out because maybe this will be super offensive but maybe this was like a precursor to you know the kinds of things that became like uh parades and things to like show off the way people took pride in alternative lifestyles it kind of started with well, let's mix bondage with horror and kind of like put that in a B-movie theater that like only weird outcast people go to. And this was, you know, kind of one of those early art forms for like freaks and, and weirdos who are like nightlife types, you know? Right <laughs> one
0: just like, like, yeah, subcultures. You know the people who would frequent
1: like the adult bookstore at like two in the morning or people who were hanging out at all night diners smoking and drinking coffee. This was like the movie for them. You know, this is kind of that genre for them. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's, yeah. that actually kind of leads into something. Uh, Cause something I hadn't considered, this is not something that I came up with, but, but I watched a video. And I know that there is a history and horror of, uh, of, of queer coding in a lot of, Horror movies, right? And, and queer subtext. and sure. And actually, Brent, I'd be interested to know what your friend James thinks about this movie if he's seen this. Because one, one okay. of the videos I watched, because this is something of a retelling of Frankenstein, right? Yeah, um, right. Mm-hmm. But so the video I watched was talking about how this movie, what it has in, 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 in common with Frankenstein is there's this like heteronormative relationship. This guy and the girl, right? There's Dan and then Meg. Uh, played by sure. by Barbara Crampton, and then there's this this other guy there's who, fun, right in this who movie. yeah well yeah we should talk and, about and Barbara I Crampton say, right Without
3: there. being too perverted,
2: like super hot. Oh I yeah, mean,
0: yeah. She
3: spends a lot of the movie naked, which you know whatever it's the movie. But I actually she's saw there. video footage of her of her now, and she is gorgeous. I bet yeah. she
0: still she well She just she just released a new movie. Like she just released a new movie, uh, called Jacob's. White. it's a vampire movie. I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah she's like... okay. I think I did hear about this recently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's still working. Him. Yeah. I
3: have a question. What would happen if you injected the serum into a vampire? Ooh.
0: Oh, that's a good question.
3: It's hard to say. I don't really? Know. <laughs> I think it would, nor- it would like turn him back, and then he'd just be like a big asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think there would be a
1: lot of spasming and like eye bulging and potentially like various fluids that would make okay. people feel very uncomfortable. I don't know where it would go, but that would be part of it. Right. <laughs> you know, almost, almost
0: like, you know, any of the uh, nice gooey scenes from gremlins, you know, oh, another, yeah. another yeah. 80s movie that really, which is my favorite
2: Christmas movie. You know, I mean, there's so yeah. many, <laughs>
1: there's so many great movies to choose from, man. It was really hard to
0: pick a movie for yeah.
1: this. No good. I mean, there was. I just had a laundry list of ones I would have loved to
0: do. Well, that's one. Um, that's I watched that with my daughters, gremlins and gremlins too. They love those. They thought they were so hilarious. Good.
1: So
0: anyway, you were saying there's this relationship though, like, Yeah, so so there's so there's right? so there's the doctor, you know, Dr. Frankenstein and then Igor. And then I guess I haven't seen The Bride of Frankenstein, but apparently there's a character called um Oh, what is it? Pastorius or something who kind of uh-huh. and that movie was uh the director of that movie was gay, uh, James Whale, the dra- the director of Bride of Frankenstein. So basically there's this like heteronormative relationship that's like subverted by this like uh you know queer coded relationship and it's basically like two guys doing secret experiments in private to create unnatural life right they can't create life the natural way so they're like creating creating life this in this unnatural way um so apparently yeah this this video i was watching it was pretty interesting because it was talking about that like the queer coding in frankenstein and how that's carried over into this movie and you can really look at Herbert West and Dan as, like, as as kind of a homosexual relationship. Um, Yeah. And then then it also mentioned, like, the needle being, like, a pretty well-established... I think Freud might have even mentioned the needle as, like, a phallic symbol, right? You have to insert it into somebody, and so... Well, I will
1: say, too, you know, just... um... You know, when you look at, like, a lot of Lovecraft's work, too, and I think this is a really interesting thing that happened with that that series, Lovecraft Country. I don't know if you guys have watched any of that, but mm-hmm. a really phenomenal series they did, and I haven't had a chance to read the book yet, but I, I really want to get a copy of that. Anyway, um, you know, Lovecraft has a lot of stuff because, you know, his family history and him being in and out of asylums, where he writes a lot about weird spiritual possession and de- demonic things, but also you know, he lived in a time where he was making his money by, you know, getting paid like a penny a word for like these articles in these in these rag pick journals and papers, you know, where he would write whatever. So, I mean, he was kind of a racist. He kind of like, yeah,
0: yeah, did
1: lots of stuff that was very much like, you know, could could at times be interpreted as like homophobic and various other things. So I, I do think it's interesting that at its core, some of those stories are still like kind of classic horror tropes that people have found ways to reappropriate into other things. Yeah. And I mean, the thing I respected, you know, and I think probably far less uh, craftily or subtly as as uh, as they did it in the Lovecraft Country show, because in this newer show, you know, it's all about interweaving like Jim Crow segregation with Lovecraft mysticism and stuff, which. Again, I thought like at first I was like, "How are they going to pull this off?" But they do it in an amazing way. Because, yeah. Either you guys watch any of that? I've, I've
0: watched. I've ha- I've watched half of it. Was did they do a second season or was it just the one season? Just the one season. The, yeah. Man. So i they're, they're only gonna do the one. Yeah. So I watch. I think I watched about half of it. I didn't. I didn't finish it. So.
1: Yeah, and it, and it gets like progressively like more insane and crazy. And as I was watching it, I was thinking to myself like, "This is probably what." Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Yuzna, the guy, the original Brian Yuzna. I was like, this is probably what he wanted was this episodic thing where it's like, here's an episode just about the headless professor. Here's an episode (laughs) just about like the, you know, the, the, the time he discovers the cat thing or whatever. You know, because like you can see there's these little pieces of the movie that almost play out like little acts where it's like, you know, act six, the basement, act seven, like back at the the morgue or whatever, because, you know, it only takes <laughs> place over the two days. So, you know, the other thing that I think is the telltale sign that you either watch the X-rated version or not. And again, you can feel free to edit this out if it's like uh, too uh, offensive for people or whatever, is the headless condolingus scene.
0: Um, yeah, that was that was that, that, that was in that the, was, version, was so in the version I watched. Yeah.
1: Because that to me, I mean, the first time I watched that movie, I was like, whoa, (laughs) okay. So this dude is going to straight up headless molest this poor girl. Yeah. Like he is raping her with his severed head. Yeah. And I was like, I, yeah, rated X.
3: Yeah, put that mark right on there. Because that's (laughs) what his wife left him after she watched the movie. Did
0: she really? I I I, 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 saw that. I I read that. I read she was on set. His wife was on set for that scene Ooh, and like walked out, like walked off wow. and, and yeah. Wow. And they got divorced shortly after.
1: That'd so, be hard to watch. I mean, yeah. and it's funny too, because like as hard and, and rowdy as that stuff is, it then will switch to
0: like the head where it's like a cutout in the shirt. Right. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> the head just
1: doing this. And you're like, Oh my God, it's so funny. It's so, and goopy, so yeah. inappropriate. and wrong.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, and that's why, and we we actually talked about this a lot on our Evil Dead episode because of the the vine scene, sure. right? The vine scene, and oh, and yeah. I and I talked about how because in this movie there's so much gore and body parts being chopped up, and but but on that episode we kind of talked a lot about how sexual assault is something it just feels so different. I think because it's such a real thing that people actually experience, right? Yeah, it's right, it's not yeah. as detached from reality as. Some, like a zombie getting, a, a, you know, a drill through the heart. like sure, sure. sure. You know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So well, and that's, yeah, that's definitely the thing, is there's something very like, oh, this this could
1: happen. Right. I mean, you know, obviously there's a part of it too where you're like, oh, he's holding his head in his hand. I mean, right. obviously <laughs> this can't
3: happen, but, but yeah. There's a weird thing <laughs> near the beginning where where he's like flirting with her, with Dan is flirting with Barbara, and, she's, and, she's go, and he's like tickling her or something,
0: and she's going, no, 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 and then it immediately cuts to like they're in the bed and, and she's, she's going, like yes yes, 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 yes.
2: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: well and i gotta well, say right? During... <laughs> yeah well and during that during that sex scene I, I think there's something there was something that struck me as funny because the cat keeps interrupting them as they're like making love right but it's like Obviously, someone is throwing this cat at them. Yeah, the right. Remember, like, is it Herbert. <laughs> the cat's like
2: flying. And then they're literally outside, like with a jet
1: propulsion fan on the curtains to get a nice <laughs> blow going. I mean, it's it, the thing that's great about the movie to me, and in the way I describe it to people, is like if you know Evil Dead One, right? And you know how they they had like a concept, and they had like so little money that they just kind of went ahead with it, and then people liked it so much with Evil Dead Two, they were like let's just you know kick it up like let's just do kind of the same thing but we'll just have the real costumes and we'll just go as far as we can with it this to me was like the next evolutionary step of that <laughs> where they were like they were like let's like really go on the costumes and we'll kind of even make things even more visceral and in your face than like evil dead did it and that's why that's why a lot of the censors and stuff were like whoa no no, no.
2: like we can't we can't show this like, yeah this no, is no no too no much.
1: you know cuz um because, yeah, you know, honestly, and again, maybe I just wasn't looking for it, and maybe it's just why the made the movie better for me, but I didn't pick up on the version I have. I've never picked up, and this now I'd have to know if it's different. I never picked up on the Doctor having hypnotistic power, hypnotism powers. Uh-huh. And to me, that almost makes it more, like, evil and horrible because that's another layer of fantasy that's just silly. Right. Whereas, like, if he's a hack, like you know plagiarizer who's trying to cover his tracks by like murdering people and like lobotomizing zombies i'm like this dude's sick like now it's more horrific right than if he's like you will do what i say you know well i think so he's, he's i don't know worst. maybe that's just me
0: but he's I the worst either I way didn't see that, I, have. I gotta go back and look at it now though i'll send you a link i'll send you a link to the youtube there's there's like a great quality uh version on youtube it's like a hundred or i'm sorry it's like an hour and 45 minutes so yeah but it's, it's yeah. I got I got like the four
1: K ultra, like okay. <laughs> with all the interviews of people and stuff. But but you know the thing is, is like it doesn't. I don't think it has. There were some scenes and some changes they did for reshoots for the theatrical cut mm-hmm. that they didn't put on this because. You know, some of the purists are like, oh, it's that garbage. That's because the studio made them do it. <laughs> and so, like, I wonder if maybe you guys saw all of the scenes in one thing. Maybe. Because maybe there's, like, you know, a scene with the hypnotism thing that people were like, that wasn't in the original
3: plan. Like, get that shit out of there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I have to. I have you know to... what? I just to, um, if I could, I, I saw an interview just to answer the question. Oh, yes. Please. They originally had, like, all that stuff in there, right? Uh, and then they screened it for audiences and the audiences just didn't give a shit that he had hypnotist skills. okay. So they just took that huh. out. That's okay. an I saw that earlier today. Well, Cause that's, yeah. cause that's what I was,
0: that's what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast is it, it is a little bit odd. I think it, it makes Halsey's motivation clearer when he turns on Dan and it makes West's motivation clearer when he decapitates Hill, but it is kind of weird. It's like, so there's this like reanimator yeah. liquid power and then also, like, straight up magical hypnotism in the same movie. It was, a, it's, See, it's, it's strange. Yeah.
1: And it's funny because I, you know, I'm going to level with you guys. In the last year and a half, since COVID has really gotten out of control, my, my, like, thing, and I mean, you know, most days, despite, you know, loving my job and my kid and everything else, most days I'm hanging on by a thread, right? <laughs> and so my thing has been watching really hilariously good horror movies that are terrible. Like, and I've been doing it for, like, a year now, so I've watched a lot of shitty horror movies. Do <laughs> you guys have not gone through, like, the canon film series, by the way, <laughs> oh, no. I'm telling you, I, I no. would do a whole podcast on that. You guys ever want to just go through those? Those are, like, you know, the, uh, like, Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo oh yeah. and, like, oh, yeah. He-Man, yeah. And, like, Yes. Thor- I thought about doing Life Force. I don't know if you guys seen that movie. That movie is fucking it. bananas. The whole thing is like it's like zombie meets like soul-sucking alien meets like <laughs> vampires. I mean, it's it's crazy. <laughs> so, so for me, I feel like when you watch a lot of those movies, your brain just like fills in the gaps right. you don't worry about
3: you're just like okay yeah no he's taking control of the zombies whatever
0: yeah Rodrigo.
1: fine it's why not going.
3: the room like, is moving around turbo and ozone as they yeah. walk on the walls and ceiling yeah
1: no i mean like there was um there's this movie i want to say it's a rodriguez
0: movie called monkey shines do you guys know monkey shines i've heard, heard of it i, I don't know if i've seen of, it i don't know if it's rodriguez it might be so, he might have produced it or something i
1: i could be misremembering but there's this is movie Monkey Shines. It's and a fairly I wanna, old movie, I want to say right? it's on Hulu, possibly on Amazon.
0: And it's about a guy. Oh, who gets Romero! In an it's Romero, right?
1: Romero, Romero. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's about a guy who gets in an accident, ends up in a wheelchair, and he gets a helper monkey. <laughs> and the helper monkey kind of turns evil. And that's really all I'll say about it. But one of the things that's amazing about it, and this is just like what we were talking about is, you know, I, I read this hilarious thing because I was listening to it on How Did This Get Made. I don't know if you guys listen to that podcast, but um, I was listening to their Monkey Shine episode and they were talking about how there was this whole thing in there about how there was this side story about an experiment where the main guy and the monkey were like engaged in this experiment where occasionally their minds would link and he would see out of the monkey's eyes. And it was one of those things where like they they showed it to audiences and audiences didn't give a shit oh. and they would cut it out and they're just like yeah he's dreaming or some shit he's seen see down the monkey's eyes who cares <laughs> <laughs> and people just fill in the gaps and i feel like with a lot of really hilarious bad horror movies that that's what you do is yeah. you don't i mean like maybe that mimetism thing was there the whole time and i just blocked it out because it made the movie better for me <laughs> or you know like i said it's sometimes there's things that just happen and you're like you know, like an event horizon, where they're suddenly just like the ship went to hell, and you're
2: like, okay, okay, cool. sure, okay,
0: let's do that, that, that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I well, and I'll I'll for sure do that. Like, especially if there are movies where there there is a plot hole, and if I like the movie, I will often be like, okay, well, what what could explain that? yeah okay no 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 that's okay yeah that works and i'll just like work out an explanation in my head you know and be like that's that's good enough you know
1: (laughs) Sure, i do the same thing Uh, yeah i saw i saw a nice meme that was like uh asking people to describe a movie that if you logically worked it out would be completely ruined and the one the person brought up was uh the harry potter and the goblet of fire they were like oh harry's name got in here but it's not supposed to be i guess we'll just take this one out right. and it's like the movie's over <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be in there anyway if one person like dumbledore just said whoops this was an accident obviously right. then the whole movie's <laughs> over and nothing needs
0: to happen That's you know, one that, logical solution that, that kind of reminds <laughs> me of a, i saw a i think it was a little comic but it was like breaking bad if it took place in canada have you seen yeah. this? Where he's like, the doctor's like, I'm sorry, like, you have cancer. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to, like, sell drugs to support my family. <laughs> and he's like, no, we we have nationalized health care. You'll be fine. And he's like, oh, oh, thank God. I, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> and he's just, like, at chemo getting help instead. Yeah. Know? Oh, my God. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, it's a sad thing, man. Um, it's funny, though. <laughs> yeah, like, it's pretty movies, sad. I mean, the thing about movies, though, man, for me, and it's why I like them, is, is you know, a lot of times – you know i can be a critic of movies you know mm-hmm. and if people ask me like critically what do you think of this movie I'll, I'll tell them like hey compared to you know thousands of other movies i watched here's where a fault. but really at the end of the day man there are a few movies i don't enjoy on some level because right. i will find something to like about them i mean there's occasionally movies that are brutally hard to watch and right. you're just kind of like wow like i don't know did you guys watch the four-hour like Snyder cut of the Justice League
0: I did yeah I watched that <laughs> yes,
1: too. because one comedian described it as like a concrete brutalist piece of architecture <laughs> and that to me I mean like I because because let me ask you this none n- neither of you watched it all the way through right
0: I actually did, I and I have to say, I prefer. Did you really? I I prefer it. I prefer it to the the the, the theatrical release. No which question, is it was a way short.
1: better movie, but I couldn't sit and watch. I mean, four hours
0: and well, twenty minutes. I, I did it over multiple nights. Like it wasn't. That's I didn't. I didn't watch it that's all back to saying. back. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like
1: it should have been a show or yeah, something. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. really, like every time there was an act break, I was like, "Well, this is a chance for me to like go to work." <laughs> Or, like, <laughs> clean up the whole house. Or, right. you know, go mow the lawn. Because I just spent, like, 45 minutes watching a piece of a movie. Yeah. So, well, and, and
0: that actually, we, we talked about this a little bit on our Army of the Dead episode. with about Snyder, right? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. No, because, and I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Well, but before, like, when this movie came out, or I'm sorry, when Justice League came out, I went back and I watched... The longer version of Batman versus Superman, which is like three hours yeah, I've watched long. i that one too. And, well, I just got HBO Max, so I've been doing a deep dive of okay. all the DC shit. <laughs> Not, but anyway. Well, see, uh, HBO and Amazon Prime just parted ways. They just broke up. So I just lost HBO Max. As of five days ago, I no longer have it.
3: Um, yeah, I know. I read about that. Yeah, that was cool. uh, Wait, did I have HBO Prime? hbo
1: max at some point if i had Prime. you had some of the stuff they 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 started doing exclusive oh, okay. theater streaming stuff like um they did uh suicide squad yeah
3: yeah came out,
1: but that was only on the you know the the hbo max app that you pay like 15 a month for yeah so like okay. if you get the hbo exclusive one then they have a handful of movies they don't put on like, cause I had the Hulu plugin for HBO, yeah, which was like eight bucks, but it didn't have a bunch of stuff that's on the actual HBO thing. Cause really I read that HBO got bought by Warner brothers.
0: So now HBO max is basically Warner brothers streaming, Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, cause they're all, they're all kind of doing, you know, you got Netflix streaming, you got Hulu streaming. Right. NBC, Warner brothers is
1: now doing HBO
0: max. CBS, like, yeah
3: you know they're they're each doing their own sort of like platform
1: because that's where the industry is now. I mean now again, I'm such a huge movie person. I have a thing. There's a, there's a there's a state-owned movie theater um, close to me and they have a membership where I pay $20 a month to get three movie tickets a week. Oh, and that nice. counts for, Yeah, so I get 12 a, uh, yeah, 12 a month for twenty dollars potentially but it's like three a week and you use them or lose them so really i go like six to seven times a month but i mean it's a really good deal yeah it's super cheap and it includes imax and shit too nice so like i'll go go see like a 19 well and this has been the thing is it's a it's a post-covid theater where they put in all this filtration stuff and everything's on their app for picking seats and they deliver stuff to you which is cool because this is a, a, a guy who owns, uh, like, nine of these, and he's a big film guy, and he's just trying to keep movie theaters open, really. Yeah. Uh, but he does, like, all the Sundance stuff. Like, I saw all the documentaries that won Sundance Awards in a documentary series. They do all kinds of shit. They'll do, like, Karate Kid and, like, bring back old movies. I went and saw um, Scott Pilgrim just because I was, like, fucking it. Eh. Like, it's a good date <laughs> to Scott Pilgrim because I was, like, why not? <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's cool, though, because, like, I'll go to IMAX, On a Wednesday night, like I I went to see um, Ghost in the Shell last night in IMAX. Because if you go on, like, a Monday or a Tuesday night, nobody's going to pay $20 to see an hour-long anime. Yeah. So, like, I, when I was there, there was, like, six people in a theater that sits, like, 180. So I don't really feel too bad. I mean, I'm vaccinated anyway. But right. at the same time, I'm like, well, there's people way over there, <laughs> way over there, so I can enjoy my movie. Yeah. Not really worry about it. So, I mean, I still go to the movie theater. I've seen, like, all the new movies, too, you know, which is kind of in a way sort of depressing, but <laughs> you know, you got to do something to keep yourself busy these days, man, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Working, you know,
0: I miss yeah. it. I want to go. I've seen, I've seen a couple of movies going to be just like that.
1: I would totally go,
3: Josh. I think. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, so I will say some of the really good ones that have come out since, you know, COVID has kind of allowed theaters to come back. Like by place two was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, especially in theaters, it was a good theater movie um in the heights was really great as a theater movie the uh lin-manuel miranda musical um that was like his follow-up to hamilton well he did it when he was younger but you know since he got really famous for hamilton he did a big movie production of in the heights which was good um I went to see that Fast
2: Nine shit. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> I mean,
1: I really, I just go to see. I mean, again, when it's two dollars a ticket, right, the okay. bar is pretty low, right? Okay, and yeah. I and I and I fully walk into experiences like that knowing it'll be like trash. But whatever, like right. I still you're go like, see them
0: anyway. you like, you're I, like, like you said I go see everything, you know? right? You're like, I, you're like, it's uh, I don't know, it's ninety minutes of Willem Dafoe sucking on lemons ah uh, that's only yeah. two bucks okay yeah
1: like, <laughs> no I, I i literally went one night and i my choices were like some some billy crystal independent movie that had horrible reviews or like this angelina jolie movie where she's like a firefighter like out in the woods and i was like uh, i guess i'll go see this firefighter movie <laughs> and, and i mean you know i mean i sat through the whole thing it was i wasn't it was Fine for what it
3: was, you know. I mean, you know,
1: for
0: two dollars or less.
3: You're gonna pay for the service you you angry watch all the shit. See, here's the thing, because I can I can also trash
1: on fucking garbage movies all day too. And you know, the thing I always hate, and this is just a Hollywood thing, man. I always hate this. Is in movies they will always have that group of like firefighters or cops that are like hanging back at the picnic that are all kind of drinking and saying inappropriate like awful shit to just each other and everybody there uh-huh. you know just being rude crass ass but they're like He's a firefighter, so, you know, got to respect him. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> He's a piece of shit. Like, the whole movie is about how they're... He barely go graduated off. high school. It's like, yeah, he barely graduated high school. The movie's about how they're a bunch of roughneck, like, ex-cons. And, and they're all like, you know, he puts out fires. I'm like, that doesn't make him a goddamn hero. He's putting fires out in the middle of the woods. He, I mean, again, I'm not trying to talk down the profession. That's a dangerous-ass job, and I would never want to do that. However,
0: wait, is this however, the same one? Is this, I think there he's was not a, he's with... not like saving children from a burning <laughs> building. I mean, let's not equate, you know, a
1: firefighter saving, you know, a, a tenement full of kids in Brooklyn to like a guy who's putting out four fires in Colorado from like overuse of water and some asshole <laughs> not putting out a campfire.
0: I mean, that's right. I'm just saying, that's a
1: little
0: bad. right when they could easily, <laughs> like, they could easily, like just reject nestle like if they stop nestle from taking all of the water right. they could they be. could solve the problem right. like that you know but that would ruin that movie Corey. Right. they wouldn't have this massive fire sweeping that's over right. like California. See, that's, what, that's, that's what they should do they should have a movie that like ostensibly is about firefighters stopping these like massive fires from droughts but then it just turns into a legal drama where they're like suing nestle for causing all these fucking <laughs> fires you're basically <laughs> describing a documentary <laughs> they,
1: they always got to start with
2: something to grab your attention right. and
1: then be like, but really we're just going to talk about like legal finance reform. Right? You know? <laughs> and it's yeah. like, oh yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> that's like, that's actually my, my experience, like seven years of like uh, with, with a nonprofit I worked at, you know, like a citizen consumer advocacy group. It's like, you know, you have these like kind of exciting talking points where it's like, well, they're trying to like do this or that. And then you're like, Okay, if you really like want to understand it, you've got to get into this like boring minutiae of like you sure. know what's going on at the regulatory commission and like right. But
1: did you read like section eighteen? Because a lot of people skip that section. Right. And that's the one we throw out
0: the form for. You know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's what are you talking about. Just, just go to section eighteen. You'll yeah. see what I'm talking about. That's where it says you got to hand over your second born child. <laughs> you know, you should have. Right. <laughs> sure, sure. Nice. Well I wanted I wanted uh, to touch yeah. on the um Yeah, I mean it's it you know, it's one of those things. I could talk about movies all day. We we had
1: a we had a bad movie club going for a little while that like Eric and Esmail and a couple of people were in where we were jumping on and smail was just finding Like, I mean, we were kind of just letting him pick because he was coming up with insanely bad movies. Like we watched um, one of Dolph Lundgren's earliest movies, Red Scorpion. I don't know if you guys know this one, but it was made famous because much of the scenes and the equipment was filmed in like anti-apartheid Africa. And so, like, they have all this ex-military equipment from the apartheid regime that they're, like, they're running around blowing up some of the bazookas. You're like, oh, Steph, that's a real bazooka. Like, they're, <laughs> they're fucking blowing that bunker up. Like, <laughs> it's funny. Or, like, there's this there's this one Chuck Norris movie we watched. Um, I can't remember which one it is. It's, it's the one where he's got the jean jacket and the two Uzis. And he's he's like protecting oh, I know the of VHS for that the He's 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 protecting America from the invasion of immigrants that are coming from oh. like oh, God. Central and South America. Like and when I say invasion, I mean like and this is one of Canon film's like big projects when Chuck Norris was like at his height. I know this has nothing to do with the movie that you guys are <laughs> asking to come on for. But anyway, um there's this famous scene in it it's it's called like operation usa or something like this it's something stupid like Uh that but there's this scene in it where and again your mind has to fill in the blanks but in one scene we literally see boats like roll up onto a beach in florida and they drop the thing and like all of these like cuban immigrants with guns just start running into america like yeah like fuck up america
0: like and then in like the, the in beaches like, of Normandy or something like yeah,
1: basically like they are coming like oh, the immigrants God. are coming and there's no stopping them. You know, they're coming by boat, <laughs> they're coming oh, by plane. like they're coming. <laughs> and then like not two scenes later, you know, th- there's the scene where and, and Canon Films found a neighborhood that was going to be demolished for a mini mall. And they negotiated a thing because they you know canon films had no money yeah. half the time and they would film a whole movie in like seven weeks mm-hmm. you know like i mean this company at, at their height they filmed like 40 movies in a year yeah. you know so it's like they're filming movies that are like yeah. rapping and then they're starting another one the next day like across yeah. i saw you
0: know? i saw i don't remember what it's called but i saw a really interesting documentary on canon films a couple, oh yeah a the, years that's ago. the electric boogaloo like documentary My, probably yeah it's great yeah. it's fantastic yeah so in this in this chuck norris movie though and they, they talk about it in that documentary
1: um the immigrants then proceed to roll up in this like seriously like south africa style pickup truck you know that's like got no doors and like the roll bar and shit right they roll up in this truck and then for real shoot a bazooka into these houses that were slated to be demolished for a mini mall. And so as you're watching this absurdly stupid movie where, and I mean, the violence in this movie is so funny because it will escalate from like two businessmen having a conversation to one of them like shooting the other in the dick and throwing him out of like a five story window. And you're like, what the fuck? Like it escalates like that, like in a split second. And so you're watching this movie where you're like, this movie's kind of garbage. And all of a sudden there's this scene where you're like, these motherfuckers are blowing up a neighborhood with a bazooka and this is real. Like you can tell it's real. Like the second the scene starts, you're like, Holy shit, I want to rewind this. Like that must've been the most fun day of filming ever. Like just a group of guys in the back of a pickup truck launching rockets at houses that are probably set with explosive charges anyway. And just being like, just blow that motherfucker like sky high. And so, yeah, this is like, Kind of the big, um, the big uh, escalation in the movie is that these immigrants not only are invading America, they're driving into the middle of suburbia and just fucking bazooka shooting like houses.
0: Just oh just my god,
1: cart, carte blanche.
3: Dude, they just shoot this...
1: like seven of them and then peel off in their in I... their thing. And then you see Chuck Norris come into this office and they're like, "We're gonna have to sit you down, Chuck. We got to talk to you about this problem we're having. <laughs> these immigrants
0: are getting out of hand." I, I feel like, like I feel like shit. this is like. This is like the fever dream. Of every right-wing political pundit, like when, oh, a, when a when a Fox awesome. News anchor goes to bed, this is yeah, what they dream of. Like, they the, were all at the drive-in theater
3: in the '80s, <laughs> and they peeked up all over the seat. And, and this was one of <laughs> those movies where people literally like. The
0: and they're like, "Sit back down, Tucker and... Carlson." <laughs> like, yeah, it's
1: right. exactly. you're supposed to be asleep, Tucker Car- Carlson. <laughs> people gave him shit for this movie being too violent, too. There's all these interviews <laughs> him at the premieres where they're like wouldn't you say action movies are just, like, over-the-top violent? And he's like, no, I mean, all the action scenes in this have a point. Like, there's a message. I mean, I am not exaggerating where, like, one of the first scenes is a guy, like, just shooting a dude in the dick and throwing him out a window. And you're like, whoa, like, that's not cool
3: even for an action
1: movie. Like, that's
0: over the line. What was it? Was it presented in a way where I, like, this is how business should work. This is survival. Wow. This is the American it's more like dream. These two shady dudes are meeting in a
1: building that's like under construction. Right. But it's very much like, hey, man, like, is that deal going down? And they're like, yeah, I think so. Also, there's this complication. And he's like, what? And then he just fucking does the guy in. And you're like, whoa, that. Like, you didn't even give the man a chance to explain himself. Like, you know? <laughs> Actually, I was just watching a movie recently. <laughs> was it oh yeah it was called the losers have you guys heard of this movie it was like a dc graphic novel
0: yeah, i've that heard of it. Had, i don't think it i've Netflix seen it yeah it.
1: well there's it, it was pretty decent it's like kind of a tongue-in-cheek action movie it's got Idris alba in it which i mean if you put that fucking guy in a movie yeah that's money in the bank man i don't I, you can't go wrong with that man <laughs> was chris Evans um, in but it? in that movie oh. it's funny because there's a mobster who like will frequently i mean there's like times when he'll like turn and Nod at someone and they'll shoot somebody, and he'll be like, Dude, I didn't want you to kill him. And they'll be like, Oh, well, what did that mean? And he'll be like, Well, I just wanted you to, like, you know, get him in the car. God damn. Like, so there's like this joke in the movie where people will, like, assume he wants some brutally horrible thing done. And then they'll do it, and he's like, Wow, that was kind of over the line, dude. Like, man, I don't know if you needed to shoot the guy like that. Right.
0: That's not what I was. (laughs) That's awesome. It's like,
1: I was, I was planning on, you know, talking to that guy later, but okay. It's, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, I watch too many movies, man. Yeah. (laughs) I watch way too many movies. You know, it's funny too. I was, we were just talking about the Harry Potter movies, getting into those with Eli. Like I love as a parent and and an adult now watching those, how they're just, they're so meant for kids. You know, it's like, (laughs) there'll be those scenes, you know, where it's like, I'm going to have to take away 20, 20 points from Gryffindor for sneaking out and 20 from Slytherin for sneaking out. But I'm gonna award Gryffindor six thousand points for like doing this thing, and I'm like, whoa, that's a little unfair.
2: Right? Yeah. As a
0: parent and
1: a former teacher, I think you're
0: sending the wrong message there. Like, right. It's like an, and I also want, I also want to give Slytherin twenty seven fuck you points.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they do things like this where you're like, where it's like Dumbledore will intentionally like work out the math in his head where he's like. Let me just think about this. Okay, yeah, I can have him beat him by one point. It's like, and then how about you, Neville? Like you sneezed on a guy, so we'll give you a point and then you guys win. And it's just like, dude, that's, I mean,
3: I get it. Like I want the good guys to win too, but Jesus. Right, yeah. In those movies or books, like I'm kind of reading the, like I read every other day to my son, because my wife she takes the other days, mm-hmm. and we read the Harry Potter books. So I'm sure I missed stuff. But do they ever like award them anything? Like, is there ever like, okay, it's the end of it's, it's the end of the year. This house has the most points. It's really, just bragging. Forty five dollars of
1: McDonald's gift cards. <laughs> no. like they just hang that banner, dog. That's that's just that oh, bragging. Just right? the banner. So, you come back next year, you're like. What color is that? It's fucking orange. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, I would, I
3: would, I would not do well at Hogwarts.
1: No, I don't. I
2: don't
3: think I would do well at Hogwarts. I, I think it. if I was in Hogwarts, I would lose so many points for my house that like I'd be on my bunk bed and then there, there, that move that movie. What was the movie? Full Metal Jacket. Oh, like yeah. Like... In their like Gryffindor socks.
1: Well, they just be they, well, like, they, just, so be, cool. they just be one blasting you or something like forty kids all wand blasting you at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they use the stun spell so it doesn't leave a mark. Yeah. That's right. I'd be like, owie. <laughs> <And> the <laughs> next day, you just be crying in the corner.
3: Is everything okay back there, Brett?
2: Yes, um, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Harry Potter's on watch, and he, he sees me in the bathroom, and he's like, What are you doing in here, man? And I'm sitting on the toilet. He's like, What is that? He's like, I got my wand in my hand. And he's like, Dude, you're not supposed to have that outside of the barracks, man. <laughs> he's like, I am. In a world of shit, <laughs> 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 <just laughs> I just Oculus Reparo my eyes. Do they live
0: in barrackses? Put the in, wand like, in your doors. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, we're. I want to. I want to jump on. I think we're kind of running up against time here. Yeah. Uh, oh but- yeah, yeah. No, I know. I don't want to keep you guys. No, you're late. fine. You're fine. But I do want to mention that. Um, apparently, this story because I've read. I I really enjoy Lovecraft, and I've read all of like the Cthulhu mythos. Mm-hmm. But I haven't I haven't really read anything outside of the Cthulhu mythos. So when I think of Lovecraft, I think of like celestial horror. That, but I, I don't typically think of stories like this. But I guess uh, the story this is based off of, Herbert West Reanimator, which makes sense. Yeah. I guess that was the first story to mention Miskatonic University, which, yes, which yes, for, yes. for anybody who knows yeah. Lovecraft, that's like a main you know setting. Right, right.
1: right. Well, and and uh, you know, like a lot of the. Um a lot of the stories that have become really popular Lovecraft, like stories or tropes now, they're like some of his less popular and shorter. Like, you know what I was saying? He did those, those like really cheap, you know, sort of horror magazines where, you know, he get contracted out to do like a page half long story. So like when I was in college, I got interested in Lovecraft and I read a bunch of his books that were, you know, again, about the Cthulhu stuff and the sort of like undersea, you know, city of like, Mer people but his yeah. mer people are more like the mer people from cabin in the woods right because right. <laughs> I mean, right. they because the way he describes them they're like fish man yeah you know that like is terrifying and like runs off into the fog th- or whatever um but a lot of stuff like the you know like the, uh, the Herbert West story as I understand it was like it was like a two-page story about a guy at mescatonic University who, like, was experimenting with a, you know, reanimation serum, but it takes place in, like, you know, the 1860s or 1880s or something. Right. So it's all set back in like a classical sort of time, a classic American time period, and uh, and so yeah, they they made a conscious decision to kind of adapt it to make it more of a 1980s thing, which again, I just feel like. There's just those little touches of, like, you know, Animal House shit. Right. Those, those classic 80s movies where they just put a little dash of this and a little dash of that in there. Um, you know, because there's, there's parts of it that even, you know, very much are, like, I think calling out to, like, movies like Halloween where you have those scenes where, you know, uh, the characters, like, there's, like, some suspense thing or someone's going to creep up on them, but then they kind of joke about it and it's not really a scary part of it. And then... Yeah. And then before you know it, you know the intestines are strangling him. So <laughs> it's like right. they, they just have this really funny way. I mean, more than anything, I think the movie just skates this really amazing line between comic absurdity and like cringy horror. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's just, I mean, to me it's like a classic sort of horror masterpiece. You can see B-horror movies, man. Yeah. Go, man. I,
0: and I think I think Jeffrey Combs as Herbert West, his delivery is so dry Cause he's, he's got some of the funniest lines in the movie, but it's never like, it's never like hot wink, wink, you know, waka, waka, waka. It's like the, like the most dry delivery ever, you know, but it's so funny. Right. Well,
1: and you know, and I think there's something really to be said for, and, and it's a really hard thing to do, to do a movie that needs to, um like a movie that falls into a classic sort of trope that you can play with and be silly with, but still adhere to what the tropes trying to do. Like, I mean, this is why I love that James Gunn movie slither Mm. because that movie is so silly and gory and without, I mean, just short of looking at the screen and winking they're doing all these things that pretty much are that you know
2: like when you have the girl that's about to explode
1: (laughs) in the barn and stuff like and the other characters are like holy fuck like is this really happening like you know james gunn has this way and i feel like he kind of did in the suicide squad movie too he has this way of kind of like being like hey everybody i'm doing a cheesy horror alien movie so i'm gonna put these things in here that make a cheesy horror alien movie And we're going to kind of laugh at some of those things, but some of them I'm going to do right enough that you're going to walk away from it going, damn, that was pretty intense and gross. And like, that (laughs) was a real alien horror movie, even though like I was laughing as much as I was like cringing, you know? And I think that's a really hard thing to do. And reanimator does that. Like it has moments that are just as funny as they are gruesome, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, Herbert West is a big part of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's a great character. And, uh, so I want to ask you guys before we wrap up here, um, if you guys have any headcanons about the movie, Brent, do you want to go first? Or would you like me to go? Go ahead. Okay. So my, my thought is that, so the doctor at the very beginning that dies, Dr. Hans Gruber, right? Uh-huh. He dies. And then in the reading of his will, he leaves all of his stuff to his son, Hans Gruber, the second, right? Sure. Who becomes a terrorist and, mm-hmm. and like takes over a building at Nakatomi Plaza and, sure. and so he, you know, he he attempts to pull off this terrorist plot, but he ends up getting yeah. dropped from the top of the building. Right. So, yeah. but it's stipulated in his will that if he should ever die, he'd be injected with this serum that he inherited from his father. So then, so after Hans Gruber dies in Die Hard, uh, mm. what, he actually came back as kind of a zombie Gruber. And there was a whole movie, gotcha. we, there was a movie we didn't get where John McClane had to fight off reanimated zombie Gruber. So.
1: Yes, that checks
3: out. Okay. That's, yeah, <laughs> weird.
0: that's my headcanon. <laughs>
3: I have a, potentially two. Is that is it okay? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah,
3: for sure. My first one is um, Hill doesn't die. Uh huh. Dr. Hill, he doesn't die. And there, there's a cut scene at the end. Like, you know, like the credits start to roll and then like you bring up a scene yeah, it's like a Ferris Bueller kind of thing, and it, and it's it's Hill at the airport, and it's it's an it's another head gag,
2: right?
3: Where he, his head is like in the paper in the paper plate of a Cinnabon, okay, and he just has like Cinnabon sauce all over his head, and he's got the, the fake like the fake anatomy doll head, on, yeah, and it's him sort like bumbling around getting onto the plane. <laughs> See, I might go to. He's trying <laughs> like to stick his head into a Cinnabon.
2: Uh, I,
1: I personally, oh, well, sorry, um, I, I might personally go a little darker with that and instead yeah. of that post credit scene where you see <laughs> Hill sitting in a chair with, you know, his head next to him
3: and he's petting the dead cat, which is still kind of twitching and moaning. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's
2: planning for his comeback later, right. you know. Yeah,
3: he's got to flee the country for now well you know because yeah i
1: mean it's just about building his army he's got to get his army back together <laughs> and then it's you know the, the reanimator to the revenge because you know really it's bride of reanimator but i would have taken it in a different direction where you know uh yeah, yeah he'll comes back with his uh zombie horde ready
3: to go <laughs> <laughs> what's your other one, you got? one? Other one well i noticed at the end the very end of reanimator which is dope by the way because you know barbara dies and he's like injecting her oh, with like the serum. The shot is so great. Oh, yeah. The lights it's, go out and you, you, you see the glow of the serum, which is just fine on its own. Yeah. But then the even doper part is that the serum starts to like, yeah, smaller and smaller. So he's injecting and then the scream. It. So I thought like the next scene, the next scene is like she's waking up and they embrace, you know? And just like Dr. Hill, man, they like some shit happened. Like they gotta go. It's like leave the country, right? You cut to like nine months later, right? She's been injected with the serum and she's alive. Nine months later, right? um She's get she's giving birth, right? She's like ten centimeters dilated. <laughs> right You gotta all go sudden, with it, okay?
1: Yeah. Because all of a sudden, like, there's like, a doctor there saying that she's ten centimeters <laughs> dilated. Okay, absolutely.
3: Yeah, and there's like another Yeah, there's other doctors. There's
2: doctors dilated. gathered around going. Hmm. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's how you know. And you know, with a quick Google search, you can figure out like how how dilated a
2: woman needs to be oh to yeah for
3: sure yeah it's ten. <laughs> it's 10 man so for the purposes of this of this accurate joke it's 10 and then um suddenly like a noise starts coming out of her and it's techno music right it's 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 it's, it's techno music
2: and there's like flashes of light coming out of her and then like out steps like a very miniature person okay
3: like, just like a very small person and and he's got these like he's got glow sticks, <laughs> green glow sticks, and he's just like waving around. See, I think
1: uh, I think maybe the guys, you know, uh, Simon Pegg and those guys who did uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Right. I think they took I think they took the head cannon from this, where they were like, you know, at the end, where it's like. Uh, he injects her and then you just see her back at the house like chained up in the shed and he's like well you know i'm making us some breakfast honey Well, she's like sitting there trying to eat his face
2: you know (laughs) that's basically how they end shauna the
1: dad and it's so amazing the way he's just like well keep him out back you know that he's around you know because because like at the end of the movie when she dies and he's about to put it like you know where it's going but you're still like Dude, why? Like after everything you went through? Like, how could this possibly end well? Right, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. It's just
1: I mean, it's it's I mean, I guess uh, you know, as
0: as uh as as uh what is it, Doctor Manhattan? I don't know if you guys watched Did you watch the Watchmen show that HBO uh, did? Oh yeah. That, oh yeah, that, that show was, was phenomenal. so good.
1: I love uh, when she's talking to Dr. Manhattan about, like, Vietnam, and he's like, have you never done something that you knew you'd regret later? And it's like, yeah, that's one of those things.
2: Right, yeah. Where he's <laughs> like, not to inject her. He's like, you're instantly going to regret
0: this decision. Like, there's no way this could be good. Right, it's not going to end well. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, how could it? No. I mean, you know, you're going to marry your zombie bride and, you know. Right. Well, Josh... And she's going to be
1: nine centimeters dilated? You're going to have to deal with that? <laughs> like, no, thank you. Well,
0: Josh, is there anything you want to is, is you wanna talk about or plug or anything before we get going here? Uh, I don't plug shit, man. Like I said,
3: I, I work by myself in a greenhouse, so, right. yeah. No, <laughs> short and sweet. Uh, just, you know, keep
1: keep buying a lot of that leaf so we can keep
3: yeah. selling <laughs> I guess. Right, you're like, down you're, to you're here. trimming those leaves, man, in your head. Well, people, in your head people always do whether I say anything or not. <laughs> like, so. No, nothing That's to right plug, plug, man.
1: I, um, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. This was fun. I love talking movies, and like I said, if you ever get a cancellation or whatever, you give me a shout, because <laughs> I, I can talk about movies all day. You know? I like talking to you, man. Yeah. Uh, like I said, maybe we, if you if you ever get bored and you want to do a uh, Canon Films podcast, we could just uh, we could just watch them and talk about them and record them, because I'm telling you, Canon Films, every, each one is like more absurd than the last. Like I'll tell you this. This is my recommendation for those of you out there who want another bonkers-ass movie, like the one you may have watched if you watched this one. <laughs> um canon films did a series called ninja and ninja 2 the revenge and ninja 3 the domination ninja 3 the domination is fucking amazing <laughs> we should start with that one yeah no you don't even need to watch the other ones. one just, or go
2: two, right just go right, to right to ninja into three. the
1: domination yeah, it's like flash dance meets american ninja <laughs> like i mean there's so much in it like you want daytime ninjas? Man, you got them. You want a girl, you want like a seduction scene involving V8? You got it. Okay? I mean, there is so much in this movie. I can't, I can't even begin to talk about it because I'll keep Brent here all night. I know he's gotta like put kids to bad and stuff. Yeah. But you want, you want a class, you want to watch a movie that's so bad and will suck you in for every second? Ninja 3, the domination. Look yeah. it up. That shit is. That's It's my my top bad movie pick
0: for right now. Nice. All right. Well, yeah, everybody check that out for sure. Uh, Josh. Thank you again You're one of our yeah, favorite guests. We always love having you on. Thing. Yeah And see if They've got Ninja 3 the domination They probably won't nice. <laughs> I see this. Well, thanks again and maybe, this is I think the Amazon had it for a little bit. So, you know, you never know. I'm gonna look up
3: YouTube clips While I'm putting Scarlet to bed. It's fucking great, man. You're gonna yeah. love it. You're gonna be like, how have I never heard of this movie? I know that's so great. Listen off so many ninjas. It was like a sunny delight commercial. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, Ninja 1 is okay. Ninja two daytime ninjas. Not really midnight ninjas. <laughs> oh, look. It's, it's so
1: ahead of its time. People weren't ready for a female lead who's also a ninja because she gets possessed. Did I mention it also what? has some exorcism in it? It's <laughs> no, the exorcist kid it. <laughs> flash dance meets American Ninja. Yeah. Because she gets possessed and, like, you know, spits like crazy <laughs> fire. And there's a sword that, like, floats in midair. Uh, guys you have no idea there's a golf there's a golf course massacre with like cops and ninjas and the whole time it's about a possessed ninja getting revenge on cops who arguably were just doing their job because he's like out murdering people like he's a ninja
0: that's what they do what else do you do as a ninja i don't know i don't know what ninjas do all right. Well, yeah, he's got to go. I got to. I got to get go too. So good talking to you, Josh for sure. We'll and we'll have you back yeah, on. Yeah, I yeah. just put my kid to bed too. He's been sitting
1: in his room playing the switch all night. So.
2: Yeah, he's a good parenting. Switches four. I gotta do this, buddy. It's, it's easy. To, that's easy to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it was, man, dude, Josh, it's fucking awesome to talk to you, dude. Yeah, I love fun, talking man. to you every time. It's for so great.
3: Sure. I enjoyed it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Take care, man. Be safe. All right. All right. See you later.
0: Next week we're covering 2013's *The Conjuring*, so be sure to check that movie out. And since it came up in this week's episode and it's come up in previous episodes, I just wanted to address our episode coming up with Jeremy London as a guest. He was supposed to come on in October, and he's been—he's a busy dude. He's been uh, filming a movie and he had some surgery here recently, so we've rescheduled him when this episode comes out. Uh, we are supposed to record with him the next day, so uh, we will eventually have our episode with Jeremy London recorded, and that's a headcanon guarantee, uh, unless it falls through and, and doesn't happen, and then it, you know then it doesn't happen. But you can always find us on social media, find us on Facebook at Danger Spl- Danger Explosion presents Headcanon. We're on Instagram at Headcanon Pod. You can find us on Twitter at horror movie pod and the subreddit r slash horror movie pod this has been headcanon